listeners, and welcome to another episode of Fanboy Transmissions. I am your gracious host, Shoeless Chuck, and with me today, I have the ever-awesome Brad. Hey, I just beat Mass Effect 3! Alright, and unfortunately, our third co-host, Jack, is not going to be able to join us for this episode, but uh, we're going to have a show anyway, just me and Brad, and uh, hopefully we'll have a good time doing it. So, uh, so anyway... Um, yeah, Mass Effect 3. You beat Mass Effect 3. Yeah, we're, we're at 66% dirt power, dude, but uh, let's keep power up. Yeah, definitely. Okay, so just quickly, Mass Effect 3. I've been hearing stuff about like uh, how the like people are really pissed about the ending. Like They're actually signing internet petitions about changing the ending, which I think is kind of silly, but I, I've never played any of them. What, what do you think of that stuff? Uh, one... Uh... Without spoiling anything, I don't have a problem with it. Okay. Um, I think Bioware are great writers. Like, they know what they are doing. And I think there's sort of an internet mentality that they are entitled to the ending that they want. But that... uh, Very hard to describe without spoiling anything. It's a good (laughs) ending. I've had, again, with not spoiling anything, I had someone describe it to me. And this was not one of those one of those people who's like really angry about the ending. They were just dissatisfied. They explained it to me as uh, the ending would have been better for like a, a series of novels than a series of games. No, no, this is this is the whole point. Is the internet is full of idiots? And <laughs> Chuck, this is why we get along so well. Like we know good books and we know good writing. <laughs> and so someone with a you know a ninth grade education complaining about this character no shut up you're wrong (laughs) you don't get an equal opinion to someone who knows how books and writing works i really think it's like from what it sounds like it 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 really just sounds like um it, it goes back to what i'm saying like people like a lot of people will just complain about anything well and and here's the other thing I don't usually like the phrase, it's about the journey, not the destination, but this is a great journey. Like, yeah, the ending was complicated, but in the middle, like, Mass Effect 3 is a great game. You get to meet tons of really well-written characters, and you really get to know them. You know, pe- people also have to kind of realize, you know, storytelling and gaming, like, tight storytelling, like, story-led uh, gaming is kind of... Not just a newer idea, like like relatively it's new, uh, but it's also extremely hard to do, especially with a game like Mass Effect, where you have a lot of different decisions and avenues to go through. You know? Well, ex- exactly. Like when when we reference del- uh, storytelling in games, we sort of use these suffix well for a video game. Mass Effect is really bringing it up there. Yeah, yeah. I'm not sure. Like like Jack is our resident. Um, xbox guru uh i'm not sure how he feels about it. we're gonna have to ask him next time he's on the show uh what, what he thought of mass effect 3 i'm pretty sure he's already played it so you know I, 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 i'm pretty sure he would be on board with our opinion on this yeah like mass effect is really good yeah, yeah. i mean like i have a playstation 2 or i'm sorry a playstation 3 i don't have a 360 and i would totally get mass effect i would totally get the mass effect games but they didn't release the first one on PS3, so... Yeah, and it's iterative. Like, like your character carries over. And I think that's what people are complaining about. It's like, yeah, you can save... The character that you want to play 
carries from one through three. So you've got a lot of investment in that. Yeah, and, and I could see how like if, if the if the ending disappoints you, you know, you might be, you know, just a little put off by that. But I mean to actually go online and say, We demand that you change the ending of this game, I mean that's a little that's a little far. And besides, it won't work. <laughs> That's that's another question. In the Mass Effect series, there you have sort of the light side and dark side, good and good and evil, or Paragon and Renegade. I pretty much always play Paragon or good guy. Yeah. I don't trust people who go super Renegade all the time. No, no, no. I I, I can't deal with that. The the last big game I think I, I got through was Dead Space, and uh, I really enjoy. I got really into that story. Uh, it was really interesting. The ending, the 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 ending seemed a little abrupt for me, you know. But the only reason it's okay is because I know there's a second one and there's probably a third one coming out. Right. Uh, so I'm like, okay, that that's cool. I haven't played Dead Space two yet. Uh, I plan on it. I've seen some of the some of the stuff from that game. Oh my god! Like pure unadulterated nightmare feel. <laughs> yeah, it is. It is tough to get through. Like I thought, the first one was creepy. Like I'm watching gameplay from this from from Dead Space Two, and I'm like, wow, this is going to be this is going to be creepy. I'm going to be playing this game with the lights on. <laughs> yeah, well, we're Resident Evil fans. We know survival horror, and this is taking it to the next level. Yeah, I've been reading up on uh, Resident Evil Six coming out, and uh, I know Jack Jack will probably have something to say in rebuttal, but. Uh, to me, it kind of doesn't look that much different from oh, I know. I, the previous ones. On, on Redbox, and I've heard terrible reviews about it. Me too, ain't it? Like, like Jack was all over it. He wanted to play that big time, and I'm like, yeah, I'd play it too. I watched a couple of reviews on it, and they were like, no, this is, like, not that good. You know, I, I've watched some of the gameplay. Uh, I, I've listened to some people, and what it seems like is it's a very uninspired or it's a rather uninspired uh, team co-op shooter set in the playground of Resident Evil. That's and, that's what it seems like to me. Well, and aren't, aren't we done with Raccoon City? We know what happens. We should be. Haven't we gotten like five Resident Evil games set in Raccoon City? Well, it gets nuked. That's what happens. <laughs> that, yeah, I mean, how much? How many different subplots can you put in the same town? You know, this is what we were talking about. When uh, when Resident Evil 4 came out, we were like, thank thank goodness the series is moving forward and, and getting out of this, you know. But it, and it's moving on. It's getting away from zombies. It's doing more stuff, you know. The what is it? The Las Plagueis thing. Uh, the 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 people with yeah, head crabs to, and shit. You're, is, there is always a suspension of disbelief with this. So yeah, I, I mean, I, I was jazzed when when you know Resident Evil 4 was going to take the series in a different direction. But you're not good at shooters. <laughs> not. That's the problem. I, I do appreciate that they're great games, but they're difficult for me to get through. I need tons of practice. And uh, now that I've made it through, like, a bunch of shooters, I made it through uh, I made it through Portal. I'm playing Bioshock. Uh, nice. I, uh, by the way, I'm very proud of you that you got through Portal, by the way. Portal and Portal 2. Uh, before that was Transformers, War for Cybertron, uh, a bunch of others most recently, and um, I'm getting better at the whole first-person thing, so I might take a crack at the new Resident Evil games again, you know. Uh, no, by the way, if it makes you feel better, I am nowhere near as good as the 13-year-olds who have tons of time to play shooters on Xbox Live. 
So everyone sucks except the cursing thirteen-year-olds. Oh yeah, dude. There's oh, there, there's some people on, uh, online that are just ridiculous at uh, at online gaming. I, I think I told the story before, but when I was when I was doing uh, Metal Gear Solid Online or Metal Gear Online, I'm sorry uh, for Metal Gear Solid Four, uh, there was like this one kid. And I swear it was a kid. He was like his character was dressed all in black, and he just picked the knife. And he would just decimate everyone on the field, you know. Like, like I was gunning for this guy. I was looking for him, and I never saw him coming. He was way too good. That that's an awesome feeling, by the way. The, the cursing racist thirteen year old is better at you at video games than. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. Better, better than I'll ever be. I, I wish I could, but I mean, I, I I have a job and I go to school, so. Yep. You know, it's not. <laughs> I don't think I'll ever be that good. No, no, no. We win 10 years down the road. Hey, Hobo, how's it going? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man. Um, okay, uh, since uh, since Jack is uh, is not here for this episode, I was thinking I'd take a chance to just talk about uh, the beginnings of the podcast, trans, uh, um, Fanboy Transmissions. Uh, I almost said trans boy. That's totally different show. Unacceptable. Unacceptable. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry about that. Um, but uh, you can't. I, I can't really tell the story without going back a lot further and telling uh, the story of how me and Brad met. How me and him became friends. So, uh, w- which is really the start of the start of everything here. Because if it wasn't for Brad, this podcast probably wouldn't exist. So. Um, we have an origin story and we have a prequel to it. <laughs> we do, definitely. And the prequel starts uh, way, way back in, oh my God, dude, uh, 2001? 2002, I'd say. 2002, oh, no, 2001, well. Oh, that's right, no, you're right. We met in 2001, but we didn't even become friends until the next year. It was, God, man, we're old. We are old. We we are way too old to be building a podcast about video. Uh, well, the basis of our friendship <laughs> is is that we are next door neighbors in the dorm at a university. Yeah. Now I remember my my first semester. Uh, I I went to college in uh, in Illinois, and my very first semester of my freshman year, uh, I decided to get into theater production. And I didn't really know anything about theater. I, I just liked the idea of being on stage and performing and stuff. I thought it'd be fun, so I tried out. And I didn't know any monologues. I didn't know what I wanted to do. And I was kind of taking it half seriously. I was just having fun with it. So I decided to choose a monologue from uh, <laughs> from uh, the Transformers Beast Wars cartoon, um, which was in like I think season two at the end of season two when Megatron enters the arc and he's talking about the old Autobots and stuff and he destroys Optimus Prime I did that I was like yeah I'll do this it was like probably the dorkiest one of the dorkiest things I've ever done in my life but I remember I was walking around outside the theater like reciting the lines to myself and there's some people standing off on the grass and they all leave except for one guy who's just standing there you know hanging out and uh I walk past him, and he's like, excuse me, did you just say Megatron? I'm like, yeah. He's like, what are you doing? I told him, and he was like, oh, dude, I know what you're talking about. That's awesome. you know. 
and that was which, a, which is funny because I've never really watched Beast Wars, but that word will stand up, dude. You knew well. You knew Transformers. You you heard me say well. You heard me say Autobot, I think, actually, or something, and that like piqued your interest. And we talked for a good like thirty minutes, and uh, I remember after that I didn't see you much. But the following semester, uh, you you could take over here, Brad. Like you moved out of. Yeah, I moved out of some other crappy dorm, and I moved into the good dorm. Yeah, so, you moved into you moved in from singles. You moved into my building. Yeah, and you helped me up move. Yeah, like I was just standing out outside, and you know it was you and your sister and your ma, I think, just moving stuff back and forth. And I said, "Oh, I'll help," you know. And he lived right. Brad lived right across the the hallway from me, so that's how we kind of established our friendship. We got to know each other, and we sort of recognized uh, we've go, both got PS twos. We both have libraries of video games. Let's do it. Right, exactly. And you had some like, you had some crazy games. Games I never would have thought I would own. Like, uh, was it Zeno Gears? Zeno Gears. You were playing Zeno Gears like like tons. Of, like you were spending hours on that game. That uh, Parappa the Rapper. Oh man, that's some bonding material, Parappa the Rapper. Totally, I got hooked, man. Um, you, you, I remember yep. you came back from, uh, I think from spring break, and you had uh, Dance Dance Revolution. Dance. <laughs> <laughs> Well, that goes that goes into the girlfriend I had at the time. <laughs> that's that's true. Yeah, he he had a rather uh, yeah yeah he had a girlfriend. <laughs> uh, she was kind of a tag along, but at the core of it, it was really like you and me ended up being really good friends. Oh, dude, dude, Klonoa too, dude. Klonoa too. We we uh, it was funny. Like I was really into platformers with. Uh, with cutesy little animals and stuff like i was really into the sonic the hedgehog series obviously and all that stuff and uh i i found a game called klonoa 2 i brought it home and it was equal parts ridiculously uh eh, i don't want to say anything bad about it it was it was silly but fun at the same time oh and whatever we used to sing that song all the time <laughs> we did the in the level with the uh with the snowboarding or whatever uh yeah and like for the rest of the semester that's all we did like every time we saw each other it's like our side joke we uh gt3 uh gta3 came out around that time and we were big into that I think so, yeah. Uh, I think I think we played a lot of GTA three together. I, I can't remember because that whole year I played GTA three. And we had a lot lot of discussion about the plot of uh, Final Fantasy ten. Ten and I remember the Final Fantasies. The big ones with us were ten and eight. Yes. And, uh, yeah. Uh, ten was back then. I, I really liked ten. I can't really play it anymore. But back then, I really liked Ten. Uh, I think Ten is a good game. I think it holds up. It, that was the first time you ever played Ten, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. You didn't have it, so you would just like you'd come over. I remember like sometimes we'd we'd just be staying up till like two or three in the morning. You're playing Final Fantasy Ten, and I'm just sitting there because I had already played it like twice. Because that's a watchable game. It kind of is. It's very cinematic. You know, it's. Uh, it's got voices and stuff, and it, it can be entertaining like that. You know, it's it's completely ridiculous. You know, like I can't play it now because it's totally. Yeah, I, I find yeah, it silly. Yeah. But, I don't. Need, I don't ever feel the need to play it again. I just appreciate it for what it was. Yeah. Right. Exactly. The like everything in that game was just really stupid. The enemy design, the 
the environments, the architecture of buildings just didn't make any sense, you know? Small horn, small horn. <laughs> you liked Blitzball back in the day, and I never liked No, I hated Blitzball. <laughs> back when you were first playing it, you were like, in, you were at least trying to get through the games. I tried to play Blitzball. Yeah. AKA Drown Ball. Right. <laughs> Isn't that like the stupidest minigame experience ever? No fun whatsoever. It wasn't. Like, seriously, if they had t- taken, like, an action kind of orientation to it, like, where you could actually swim and, you know, do action stuff instead of how they did it, it might have been fun. Like, what it does is, like, it's like you're playing on a soccer field. Like, you're playing in a sphere of water, right? But you can only go in two dimensions. You can go... And you always lose. <laughs> you always lose. But, see, here's the thing. Like, you're going back and forth. And then when you hit an enemy, you go into a a time-based menu combat system. You know, first of all, the whole point of having a a three-dimensional space, like a a huge sphere of water and playing in there, is to add the third dimension of being able to swim up and down. And it doesn't do that. And also, it is not thrilling every three seconds confronting an enemy on the court uh, and and going into a a turn-based strategy battle with him well i think i think we've established that square enix is is on crack for the last 10 years pretty much it's been yeah like they they have not really come out with anything that i would consider really worth playing that much you know maybe maybe kingdom hearts 2 was the last really good thing i enjoyed it had tron Uh, they they did do that yeah but uh meh everything else is just really avoidable Japan, you you did so much good stuff that I liked. What's wrong with you? <laughs> <laughs> but uh, remember when we were trying to teach your girlfriend to play Final Fantasy VIII and she got really pissed off at us? Uh, yes. Like, uh, what? I have to control three characters at once? What's going on here? <laughs> <laughs> and we were, like, telling her, like, like, what to do, like, over and over again. And she was just sitting there getting madder and madder. Like, she just wanted to tell us to shut up. Yeah, well, very, very well. This is not the game for you. No, so. and even even there, like yeah, it didn't make any sense. But Final Fantasy VIII was not that difficult. Yeah. Uh, I'm I'm still holding off playing thirteen two. Just like Square Enix, you used to have a great track record with me, but like your games have sucked for many many years. Oh man, I, I'm just pretending Final Fantasy doesn't exist anymore. I'm still angry at you that you you don't like Chrono Trigger, by the way. I never said I didn't like it. I've never played it all the way through. Yeah, well, I'm angry at you that you haven't played it, because if you played it, you would love it. I, I think it's a great RPG. I don't think I've played it long enough to feel that way yet. I remember I got about uh, yeah, 10 hours into it, and then I put it down because I got really busy. This is another thing that me and my, another buddy of mine complain about. Dual techs are one of the most awesome things ever. Dual techs? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Where you like combine two magic skills and make one yes. really big. Yeah. Yes. Why do they have a copyright on that? Why doesn't every RPG do that? I don't know why they didn't. If it's such a, a, a lauded um, RPG, I don't understand why they don't come out with a direct sequel. I mean, well, they had they, they had they Chrono did. Cross, but that really didn't have anything to do with it. Yeah, Chrono Cross was terrible. See, this is the kind of stuff that we spent hours talking about. <laughs> yes, we you know, can just dissect this, this stuff. This is what we were. And, and what's great is like we did have like a small circle of friends who were the same way. Uh, I, I remember a few of the friends we had 
uh, Dark Dan in particular. There was a guy there called him Dark Dan because he wore trench coats. And uh, we would sit outside for like hours at a time and talk about movies or video games or TV shows, you know. And this guy, this guy was a philosophizer. You know, he, he would say things every once in a while that were just so brilliant and so insightful. And they were about video games, you know. And, and that's the kind of stuff I miss. That's probably the only thing I miss about my undergrad years is being able to talk to people like that, you know. Well, just in general, being able to connect on a nerd level. Right, right. It, it's harder and harder to find a circle of friends like that uh, when you remove yourself from, you know, such, such an environment like that where, you know, you could just walk into somebody's room and be friends with them and do things with them, find people uh, with similar interests. Ah, uh, Smalls, you're killing me. I'm telling you, tabletop, dude. <laughs> I know, I know. I got to get into that. I, I wish I had back in the day, but, you know, I, I didn't do that. Because um, I know you got the smarts. You just, well, it is a risky proposition you gotta have a, fr- a group of friends that are not total assholes or weirdos exactly that's why but, i didn't that's why i didn't learn at uh in college because everyone i asked to teach me was a total dick about it yeah i mean like just uh, uh well i do not have an objective for you other than like yeah we're nerds let's have some fun yeah, yeah, exactly. And that's how I want it to be, you know, but everyone I talk to about it, <laughs> you don't even know how to do that. Oh, my God. We should talk about that. It's like you can enjoy nerdy things, but, oh, my God, do not associate yourself with me. Like, no. Exactly. I don't. I don't. And unfortunately, into nerdy stuff is sort of the projection that older people see. Yeah, yeah. Like uh, when I mentioned that I was into D&D, Pretty much all the older people I know are like, oh, you mean LARPing? No, those guys are weirdos. <laughs> they conflate it with that. It's like it's like how you, you hesitate at first to tell someone that you're a Star Wars fan because they automatically think, oh, you're one of those guys. You know, you dress up for premiere nights and stuff like that. <laughs> no. <laughs> you know? No, no, I just enjoy the movies, you know. I may Which have like, and, I, and you basically settle on just don't mention it unless you already know they're a nerd, so – yeah, exactly. You know, the, it, it's kind of cool that like uh, the, there's more social acceptance of being uh, like a total nerd about this kind of stuff. Uh, there's a lot more. It's great. Oh uh, yeah, well uh, hell, in the '80s, people thought people who played D and D were Satanists. So <laughs> yeah, like that, that that blew my mind when I heard that. It was like, well, no, it's just a it's just a game. Like I didn't even know that at the time. I had never I, heard that. I like math and stories. <laughs> <laughs> We, uh, I, I tried to get into that back in my undergrad, but it never took. And I don't know too many people in my life right now who are into tabletop. But, um, but anyway, like we, uh, we bonded over that. We were friends for the remainder of college. You know, there was one year where we were like insanely busy and we didn't really get a chance to hang out. Uh, but after that, yeah, we started hanging out more and stuff like that. I graduated, you graduated in 05, myself in 06. And uh, we've we've been uh, friends ever since, like, over the phone. I haven't seen you, actually, since 05. Yeah, we haven't actually physically seen each other in, what, uh, eight years? Yeah, something like that. And that's that's crazy, because usually friends kind of drift apart if they can only uh, talk to each other over the phone. But Brad has been, like, pretty much the only friend I've had any consistency with ever since college and... 
ever since I moved from my original home, you know, and now we're like almost uh, a country apart and we're still doing the podcast. We're still talking, you know, so that, that's, that's pretty cool. Um, like, like one day, like about a year ago, we were having a phone conversation and what we were talking about was so funny. Like, like Brad was just laying down one liners like crazy. I was like, dude, we should be recording this and, and letting people listen to it. And uh, I think that's where the idea came from for the podcast. You know, I was like, dude, we th- this is this is comedy gold, man. Brad, you, you come up with some awesome stuff. I wish I was like half as uh, as clever as 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 Brad was. You know, because he would just say funny shit like left and right. But uh, I got the idea for the podcast, and then uh, the Shoeless Chuck project uh, started started to develop. I, I started to. Uh, Think about making my own show, writing my own articles. The show is still forthcoming. I'm still working on the show, but it hasn't really. I haven't really made anything with it yet. Uh, but I got involved with um, the uh, um, Space Monkey Mafia guys, Space Monkey Mafia Studios, uh, and it's a website that's kind of like that guy with the glasses. Uh, it's it's run by a guy named Cody. Uh, he 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 uses it as a, as a place for all of us to submit our shows and articles and stuff like that. And I was invited by another internet personality called the Irritated Film Critic. Uh, who, That's Jack. Who, who is henceforth known as Jack. Uh, me and Jack hit it off really well. And uh, we, we started talking and stuff. We started talking about show crossovers. I, I know he might be a little frustrated with me that I haven't uh, put any episodes out yet. But uh, they're coming, Jack. Don't don't kill me or anything. Um, but um, yeah, like like we got pretty buddy buddy. You know, we we started talking about the business of this stuff. He invited me to the Monkey Casts uh, to submit on uh, Space Monkey Mafia Studios, which I have been doing. And uh, you know that that was pretty cool. Me and him got pretty close. And uh, when I started to think about actually building the podcast, I, there was no question it was going to be me and Brad. But I thought that Jack would be a great third addition to our cast. I mean, you know, good things come in threes. You know, I thought it might be a really great thing. Like, I'm looking at Brad's personality and Jack's personality, and they might go well bouncing off of each other. Oh, we do. We've meshed together great. Yeah, and luckily it's worked. You know, it was a shaky start before cause, uh, at first because we had to find, you know, what we were going to do with the podcast, but... It's turned out really great, you know. Uh, I'm I'm very happy with uh, with having Jack on the cast. You know, it's it's kind of weird not having him. I mean, it, th- this is going pretty well, but uh, you know, I, I like when he's on the show. You know, he he adds that uh, that third perspective. He'll bring up points. He'll bring up a point of view or a comment that I just never would have thought of. And and that's with his disability of liking poutine. Of I mean, liking like, poutine, of being a Canadian, right? He's a, he's a soldier, dude. Right, and he cut his ponytail off. <laughs> yeah, and he wears glasses, so you know, I mean, that's it's amazing what he's it's amazing what he's overcome. You know, it it very much is being Canadian and everything. Uh, let's see what else. Um, let's see. Uh, but but yeah, like. You know, the rest is history. We we put together a podcast, figured out how to record it and post it, and uh, 
yeah, ever since it's it's been going pretty good. I, I'm I'm very happy with what we've been doing here. So hopefully we'll be doing this for quite some time. I enjoy it. What about you, Brad? Um, dude, love it. Uh, let's see. We're gonna need to come up with some new topics. We will eventually have to do the zombie episode, and Jack will pretty much take over your role on that one. Basically, <laughs> so. that that dude knows everything about zombies and zombie movies. It's ridiculous. He he did a. Uh, he did one episode of the Irritated Film Critic, uh, where he like he did a zombie movie, but it's a movie I've never heard of, I've never seen, and it's animated. What? It, it, it's this weird um, computer cutout animation. I, I want to say it's like Flash, but it, it looks it's not like any Flash animation I've ever seen. And he does that's one of my favorite episodes that he's done. Uh, if you haven't seen any of his episodes. Uh, I would say go to his website, check him out, and definitely watch that one. Also, the uh, Naked Space Review, which is also one of my favorites. Um, he's very good at what he does. So go ahead and check him out. Also, uh, just plugging my own website, keep your eyes peeled. Keep checking back at my website, theshoelesschuckproject.weebly.com, uh, because I'm hopefully going to be posting some new stuff up. And, of course... The podcast episodes get posted there as well. So naked space review makes me feel like I need to update my firewall. Right. Well, <laughs> don't to worry too much because it's actually a very low budget, low rated, unknown Leslie Nielsen vehicle. Really? Oh, yeah. He used to be a serious actor, by the way. This was not serious, and it definitely <laughs> was not his best. This is probably actually probably the worst thing Leslie Nielsen has ever done. That took place before the scream, uh, the the uh, the the scary movie. Really? Because uh, he, he has made some bad movies, but he was a respectable actor. So. Right. The the last good thing I think he ever made was uh, Airplane. That uh, the naked the the third Naked Gun movie I think. Uh, I don't think he's made anything after that. Maybe Dracula, Dead and Loving It, but <laughs> that wasn't that great. <laughs> I, I'm gonna say yeah, it, it sucks. It's like when you love a band but they die slowly. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's like you know you gotta con- constantly go back to things from the past, like decades before, to show how good they were. You know. Yeah. You know, and, and for some reason he's escaped judgment on the scary movie. No, no. His roles in the I scary. Think, I think there are certain people who get lifetime passes. Bill Murray gets one. And I'm going to say Leslie Nielsen gets one. No matter what they do, they're going to be awesome. Uh, Sean Connery. Mm-hmm. People seem to forget, like, like they know him as James Bond and, you know, awesome villains and heroes and stuff like that. But they seem to forget the stupid things he's done, like uh, like his role in the Avengers where he dresses up as a giant teddy bear. Yeah. Or uh, Zardoz. Nobody knows what Zardoz is. <laughs> I actually listened to a podcast about that. Uh, they had a debate about whether do your recent works ruin your older works. I'm going to side with no. I will appreciate the old stuff even though you've turned out horrible. Right, exactly. You know, I mean, it's silly to, to let something that, that an actor has done recently spoil the things he's done before. If anything, it should make you appreciate his better work more. It, <laughs> Eddie, it's like Eddie Murphy, I'm looking at you specifically. <laughs> <laughs> Right. Let's pretend. Let's let's pretend Eddie Murphy retired uh, fifteen years ago. Mm. Okay. Um, I, I think anything before Beverly Hills Cop two. I think. 
you know anything anything after that that never happened uh maybe the nutty professor that's it <laughs> not that shitty and, sequel and, and nothing but garbage afterwards yeah no norbert never happened dr doolittle never happened you know it's like it's like saying that you hate michael keaton because of uh uh because of jack frost so you hate batman because he's in it. you know it just doesn't it just doesn't make any sense at all yeah it's fine you know what I, I was a kid, and that was awesome. So you've turned out to be a crazy individual later in your life, but I still love that stuff. So. <laughs> exactly. But, um, yeah, that that's a story I've been wanting to tell for a while, like the origins of the podcast. you know. So you could, you could kind of say that the podcast has been like a decade in the making, you know, if, if you really – if you're really crazy enough to think of it like that. So <laughs> – <sighs> But anyway, um, anyway, uh, Brad, I think you had some, you had a, an idea for something that you wanted to do on the show today. Uh, build a title, which I am, I am not. This is not a uh, uh, an homage. This is a direct ripoff from Doug Benson's Doug Loves Movies. Build a title. <laughs> uh, can you explain the game to us? All right. How the game works is we take a a popular nerd media thing like books, movies. Uh, video games, albums, etc. So we start with a base title, and you can either put it at the front end and the back end, and it has to phonetically, you know, sort of meander to it. So we are starting with The Dark Knight. And, oh, and you can take off A's and these. So it's the base words. So it's like, um, like if I start with, uh, for example, like I start with uh, um, uh, Die Hard. Then you would say something like "Die Hard to Kill," exactly. And, and then I would say "Die Hard to Kill Bill," exactly. Okay. Yeah, that that you know it sounds simple, but I guarantee you, you're going to be better at this than I am. <laughs> I don't know, but we will see. This is an experiment. <laughs> I'm going to suck at this. Um, what what did now, you want? now to ensure fairness? How about you come up with the title first and try and make it easy on both ends? Hmm. Okay, I am legend. Mm. Kind of gave you a softball one there. Uh, see, this is exactly where the audience is screaming this because I'm not. They will think of things that I am not thinking of. Yeah. Um, legend of. Mm. I'm not. I'm trying not to cheat in Google. <laughs> uh, try a new one. <laughs> <laughs> I, I lose. Round one goes to Charles. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, die Hard. Uh, and I, I'm only do I only picked Die Hard because I'm looking around my house and my eyes rested on my Die Hard poster. So good, but good man, by the way, having a Die Hard poster. <laughs> and and I, I took it easy on you because I could have picked like really hard stuff like Beef right, Vendetta or Serenity or Tron. <laughs> All right, I will go with yours. Die Hard to Kill. Die Hard to Kill Bill. Bill. <laughs> what movies start with Bill? You jerk. <laughs> I can think of one. All right, um, round two goes to Charles. Oh, oh my goodness, okay. <laughs> I can't believe I'm winning. <laughs> okay, um... 
King Kong. Uh, Return of the King Kong. That's exactly what I was thinking, man. All right. <laughs> uh, can I put words in the middle? No. By the way, this is not to this is not a competition. This is to make the longest word possible. Uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna write this write this out. King, you said Return of the King Kong. Uh, Return of the King. Um, duh. Round three goes to you. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let, let's let's go with the softball one. Like like the the point of this game is to back and forth. Yeah. Uh, let's see. I'm going to say. Hmm. Oh, uh, what was that? Fifties movies. Uh, fifties movies. Um, I will never go hungry again. Gone with the wind. Gone with the wind. All right, gone with the wind. Gone in sixty seconds with the wind. <laughs> Can I do no, that? that? That is not how it works. Okay, man. okay, okay. Let me let me let me do another one. Uh, duh. This is harder than it, than it sounds, man. This is ridiculous. I got, one, the... I got one. Uh. Oh, just give me a second. Uh. Damn it. All right, and uh, ten seconds. Oh man, come on! That's <laughs> <not> cool. <laughs> that was like a that was like a little kid laugh. And once again, the audience. Oh, 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 I got one. Uh, gone, baby, gone with the wind. No, that's not how it works. Sorry. <laughs> no, 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 you won. No, that actually. That yeah, that, actually... that actually does work. Yeah, yes. Don't be right. Peter, Brad. Gone, baby, gone with the wind named Amnesia. What? That's an, a terrible anime movie. It counts. Hold on. I'm going to Google this because I, I, I call bullshit. I've never heard of that. I'm already, I'm already correct. Google it. You set that up because you just wanted to say the name of that, 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 what is it? Wind what? Wind named Amnesia. Well, I'll be jiggered. (laughs) Work with, you can use phonetics, man. You don't have to use the entire word. Like you can say, uh, wind named Amnesia, whatever the next part of the title is. Uh... Uh, you win round four. How, how the hell am I supposed to do amnesia? <laughs> oh, 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 wait, wait, I got it, I got it, I got it. I'm sorry. I just need to type the words out that we have so far. Well, uh, what was mine? Shit. What do gone, we have so gone, win. <laughs> gone, baby, gone with... <laughs> gone, baby, gone with the wind named Amnesia, The Dark Descent. Ah, oh, you bastard. <laughs> That was I just totally pulled that out of my head at the last minute. Like my coworker has been telling me you got to play uh Amnesia the Dark Descent. All right, I will follow up. All right, <clears throat> what's our current title? Gone Baby Gone. Gone Baby Gone with the Wind named Amnesia the Dark Descent. Amnesia Sense and Sensibility. What? You Amnesia. can't do that. Yes, that's how the game works is phonetics. I thought it had to be added to the beginning or the end. No, that's you can flow through it. You just told you to ah, cheater. 
By the way, Adi, hey, Brad hey, is hey, a filthy I, cheater. Hey, <laughs> I just told you this game is ripped off from Doug Benson's game. That's how it works. <laughs> so, so what was yours? Am, uh, gone Baby Gone with the Wind named Amnesia... What? Sen- amnesia Sense and Sensibility. That doesn't work. I'm sorry. Uh, it doesn't work. You lose. All right, round three. What is it? What were you up to? Round five? <laughs> <laughs> round five. Yeah, we're 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 getting. Uh, yeah, we're we're. All right, this game up. is shut down. Charles wins. <laughs> <laughs> let's to... <laughs> let, let, let's try let's try one more. Okay. Okay. The, uh, the, idea, the idea is is that you can flow through the names if it's phonetic. Yeah, but amnesia and sense and sed- sensibility are not phonetic. Yeah, that was my problem. That was, <laughs> you tried to pass it off. You're like, no, no, it's totally phonetic. <laughs> Trust me. Don't even say it to yourself. Um, mm, let's see. Uh, the Blues Brothers. Ah, you picked terrible names. I have no it. <laughs> this game is much harder than Doug Doug Benson makes it seem. Right? You, like when you described it to me, you were like, "Oh, this game is gonna be. It's not gonna be that hard." And I'm like, "Oh, it sounds like it's gonna be hard." Well, that's what that's what baffles me is that Doug Benson is a huge stoner and he's magnificent at this game. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Blues Brothers, Brothers in Arms. That was gonna be mine. Uh, uh, Blues Brothers, Blues Brothers in Arms, uh, Varsity Blues Brothers in Arms. Ah, damn you! (laughs) (laughs) Varsity Uh, Blues Brothers in Arms. I'm trying to think of anything that ends in Vars. Arms. I'm trying to think of a video game that end, it starts with arms. Arms of fate? I think I'm making that up. You are making that up. Try again. Arms of war? Nope, I lose. <laughs> I'm done. <laughs> oh, man, there was so much we could have done, man. Uh, uh, are there any movies that begin with arms? What about Wild Arms as a video game series? No, it has to start with arms. Okay. Although Wild Arms, I do like. Yeah, I heard it's a pretty good game. There we go again. Uh, we got as far as Varsity Blues Brothers in Arms. <laughs> <That's>... <laughs> and most of the ones that we've done have been like movies. <laughs> mostly movies. Like I've we've expanded it to other nerd criteria, but yeah, it's yeah. mostly movies. All right, all right, one more. Uh, one more. Let's do... One more. Let's do it. Um, I'm going to say. Fear. I'm just looking at the title on my shelf. Was that the one with uh, the guy who's stalking the girl that he was dating? I'm actually talking about the video game with the girl from The Ring. But... Oh, oh, the game. Okay, I thought you meant the movie. There was like this really effed up movie with this guy that starts stalking. See, it. this is why the game is interesting is because multiple interpretations. So. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, so just fear. Fear anything. Fear. Uh, that shouldn't be too hard. Um. Uh, primal fear. No, wait. Let, uh, let's go with something a little easier. This got to be. Uh, I don't know. Uh, 
Yeah, let's just do Primal Fear. Primal the video game? That's a movie. No, it's a movie. I think it's like a Richard Gere movie. Oh, I keep thinking of uh, Primal Rage, the dinosaur fighting video game. That was the first thing. Yeah, when I when I heard Primal Fear, yeah, I was like, oh, it sounds like the video game Primal Rage. That game sucked on the 32X. <laughs> that was a really bad game. Uh, one of my biggest shames in life, uh, like non-consequential shames, you know, like this isn't like a huge life-altering thing, but one of the things I am ashamed of is that the biggest Christmas gift I wanted one year was the 32X. That's all I got. Yeah. And, yeah, that was a huge mistake. But anyway. Uh, are we going to count Optimus Primal Fear? Uh, can we do characters? Um, we can't do characters. No, the characters doesn't count. Uh, uh, let's see. Primal Fear itself. Primal Fear itself. What is prim- What is Fear itself? I believe it's a book. Okay, I'm going to check this out. <laughs> you are my Google fact checker. <laughs> well, apparently it was a movie. Comics, TV series. Yeah, okay. All right. Primal Fear itself. Now, can I, like, I'm confused on the rules. Like, can I put something in between fear and itself? I'm going to say how badly we're doing that, yes. <laughs> I, I think we should allow ourselves that. Uh, we should allow ourselves that. Because I, I have a good one. Um, primal Fear and Loathing in Las Vegas itself. Ah, nice. <laughs> All right. Hmm. Now, if we're, if we're allowing additional rules where we can stick stuff inside. Yeah, um, let's just be able to stick stuff inside titles. That's fine. So what's our current title? Prime, primal Fear and Loathing in itself? <laughs> primal, primal Fear and Loathing in Las Vegas itself. I know, right? <laughs> I mean, that, that's actually a pretty good title by itself. Uh, I think we should just make a movie called that. <laughs> Primal Fear and Loathing in Las Vegas itself. It could be about like, uh, it could be about like a couple of guys that go to Las Vegas and they they end up getting hunted in the city or something like that. By dinosaurs. By dinosaurs. There you go. Fighting dinosaurs. Success. <laughs> we have one. And farting gorillas. <laughs> Okay, that's our movie. We're, we're going to develop this a little more. Primal Fear and Loathing in Las Vegas itself. I got to tell you, Brad, this is actually kind of a fun game. <laughs> this is fun. I, I think uh, at some point in, uh, in the future when Jack's back on, uh, we, should, we should play this game uh, with the three of us because I'm sure he'll come up with more stuff. Yeah, it, it works better with three people than two people. So. Yeah, he'll, he'll pull up some, uh, some obscure movie titles, you know, like, Low budget, uh, non non establishment. Uh, and then we, we will have movies. to Google to turn on whether it's a real movie, and it will be one because he's that obscure. We'll have to <laughs> we'll have to Google every title he comes up with. <laughs> no, guys, it actually exists. They shot it up here in Canada. What? Oh, oh, oh God, that actually is a movie. <laughs> <laughs> that was that was my Jack impression. It doesn't sound much like him. <laughs> All right, uh, you ready to shut this down? Yeah, I think we did pretty good this uh, this episode. Um, okay, and uh, to all our listeners, go ahead and try that game at home. Uh, it's it's actually pretty fun. Get some friends together, you know, play it for a little while. You know, as long as you know, I- I'm sure a lot of you will do better than I did today. You know, uh, and me, we, I'm terrible. 
Yeah, but you know, sometimes sometimes listening to people fail is entertaining too. So, you know, but uh, but yeah, thanks for listening. Uh, I've been wanting to talk about the origin of the podcast for a while now, so you know, I, I think uh, this was a pretty good episode. Uh, anyway, uh, thank you for listening. I'm Shoeless Chuck, and I had Brad on the show with me. Yo, good to talk to you. All right, and uh, we're speaking for Jack. Uh, thank you very much for listening, and we'll catch you next time. Take care.